Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast with Leslie and Brittany, two highly educated and experienced sisters in Christ having truthful and straightforward conversations dedicated to your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Be Real with Leslie and Brittany, your co-host here, (laughs) Brittany Andrews and Leslie. (laughs) Welcome back. Alrighty, guys, so we're going to just dive straight in today. Um, Our topic for today is, are you the problem? Are you the problem? We need to be real about these things. The first thing we need to do when there's an issue is identify what the problem is. And I believe it's so easy to say the other person is the problem. The other person, they're not striving to be better. They're not doing better. We want to fix someone else. But we need to take a look within ourselves and figure out, are we the problem? My pastor told us a really great story this past Sunday, and I wanted to review that. And the story went, he was doing marriage counseling with a couple, and he was doing it with the the husband only, with the guy. And the guy said to the pastor, every woman I meet is a witch, and not a witch, guys, you know, what rhymes with witch, <laughs> you know the word that I'm talking about. But he says, every woman is a witch. They start out great. They start out amazing. He's on his third marriage, right? I'm on my third marriage. Every woman is amazing. They're great. And then they turn into this raging witch. Y'all know the word. So uh, the pastor counseled him and counseled him. And eventually the man came back to the pastor and said, I had an epiphany. And the pastor said, well, what was the epiphany? He said, well, I realized it wasn't them. It was me the whole time. I'm turning these amazing women into witches because of my behavior, not because they just somehow evolve into it. I had to come down to the conclusion that the common denominator was me. I'm, I'm turning them, these great people, into something quite awful. And I had to take a, a look inward and change something about myself. And, and then I saw a change. And so the pastor told him, well, hopefully, you know, <laughs> this third marriage will be the final marriage. And, and now that you've found the problem, we can start to work on a solution. What do you think, sis? I really think that's, I mean, I love that story, by the way. I think it's so easy to look at, you know, everyone else, right, and and, and become fixated on people and things that we experience and not look at, like, how these experiences, what role we play in creating these experiences that we're having or what type of habits are we that are consistent with our in, in various situations that we experience. I think it's so important to look at the consistency um, and the consistency in certain situations will really help us to see our role if we're willing to take that inventory. But I think you said something that's so great. If you're willing, if you're willing, because the work is for the one who's willing, because everyone isn't willing in a relationship. You can say all day, I want this person to change. I want this friend to change. I need my husband, my boyfriend, my wife 
to change, but are they the willing participant? But are you the willing participant? I think it, it's right. up to the person that's willing to change that's going to see change. It doesn't matter if they really are the person. You know, it doesn't matter if the, the person is the, on the other end is the one that needs to change because we can only control ourselves, right? And right, right. So if someone's constantly giving me a negative stimuli, negative stimuli, negative stimuli, I can only control my response. You can only control your response. And I think that's so important to know because in life we want to control so many other things that are happening in our everyday life. But when you really, really think about it, you can only control you. And Mm -hmm. I think once you realize the importance of self-control and emotional control and and how important that is in our everyday life, then you're able to really respond appropriately appropriately to various things that you may encounter. I think it's all about understanding yourself, and I think that understanding doesn't happen until you get to a place of um, really wanting to have that understanding. I think it has to be a desire, like a desire to be this different person, a desire to be changed or a desire to be better than you were yesterday. And I think if you have that desire constantly, you're going to actually open the door for change. I believe we do a really good, um, I believe we do a really great job at breaking it down. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What does it look like to control your response? What does that, what does that even look like? What's an example I think a great example of that is like, oh, your husband comes, <laughs> your husband comes home from work, and um, he's he's really bothered or perplexed by something that happened, whether it was in you know why he was in traffic or why he was at work, and then he's bringing all of that stress home, and and then you guys end up you know having a conversation about something else, but then that comes out right, some of the anger or the the stress comes out in the conversation, and the first thing we want to do is like. We start like reacting to that stress that he presented, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think then we say, "Well, I, my husband is the problem because I just um, we're always fighting. We're always fighting about the same things." And I think instead of like looking at your husband as the problem, even though he presented the stressor to you, you could have d- made a decision to respond differently to that particular stress. And mm-hmm. I think it would have actually changed the whole course of that situation. Yes. I think what yes. it really boils down to is choice. And when we really look at the foundation of our whole life, everything that we do every day is because we make a choice to do it. So mm-hmm. if I'm making a choice to do things that are probably unhealthy, or if I'm making a choice to do things that are healthy and that are beneficial to me, then I can actually continue to make that choice or or choose to make that choice in every other area of my life. I think it's, it definitely boils down to me choosing to take the higher road or me choosing to have that peace because peace is something that we all have an opportunity of, of, of obtaining, but it's something that we all have to be intentional about desiring. So it's like, do I desire peace every day? And if I do, what does that peace look like in every area of my life? How do I exemplify that peace at work? How do I exemplify that peace in my relationships? Even when we're wrong, Peace says, let's go back and apologize and make that right. That's peace, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like we can make wrong choices, but are we quick to correct those choices because all we desire is peace? And I Mm -hmm. think that's how you take 
the higher role in making sure you're showing up for yourself in a way you need to in various situations. And you also are choosing to stay in control. And I think we need to be realistic that control is not the easy road. I mean, that's why we call it the high road. It is not the easy road. A good way to control yourself and, and stay in control of a situation is when you have that that person on the other side that's arguing with you, that is arousing your anger, a good way to control is to be quiet, not say anything. Don't respond to that thing just because you're right. You don't need to state that you're right. Yeah. Maybe sometime let's, let's practice some self-discipline, and that means being quiet. That means not having an attitude. We, sometimes we need to control our facial expressions, our body language. I think a really important uh, action that we can take is watch your body language. Yeah, watch, yeah. watch the expressions that you're making when someone does something. Even though you're feeling in your brain that you're upset, intentionally do an action to serve the other person. Even though you're mad at them. Even though they don't deserve it. Because let's be real. They no don't deserve really it. Deserve it girl. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. But, but we have to take yeah. that action to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and serve him that dinner that he don't deserve, ladies, know, and don't right? poison it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had this, I remember this friend sharing this with me. She was like, girl, I'm mad at my boyfriend. So I put a little something in there. I'm like, you know, I mean, sometimes we want to put a little, you know, sometimes we want to give like this salty, like this sassy answer, or we want to be a little salty to, right, to right. I mean, a little like, sarcasm, yeah, a little sarcasm. sarcasm doesn't kill the show. But what I will say that it may not kill the show, but it's killing you. So I think yes. what you have to do in order to maintain your peace, I think when, when we talk about it's not, it's not the other person it's me. I think in every problem, there's a way that you can learn a lesson. There's, I mean, problems only become problems because we make them or we, we, we create them as problems. Mm -hmm. We say like, Oh, we label them as problem, not create. We label them as mm -hmm. problems. So I think mm -hmm. if we take the label off some of these things that we're encountering and say, wait a minute, this is an opportunity. It's um, an opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to become yes. better. This is yes. an opportunity for me to show up differently um, for myself and for others. I mean, definitely, it's not about the other person, like, totally, I love what you said, deserving anything. I mean, even when we look at, like, us as human beings, like, beloved, let's be real, we don't deserve to wake up every day. Like, we, we don't, don't deserve to have our right mind, or we don't deserve some of the quality things that we have. But I think even though we don't deserve it, our Heavenly Father gives it to us every day in a full portion, right? And so it's not about giving people what they really deserve. It's about giving them that grace that we so often receive and we yes. overlook. So we yes. And, and why do we overlook it, sis? Why? Entitlement. Because entitlement. We become yeah. so entitled yeah. with that grace, right? And so grace, like I was telling my sister something that I encountered with a family um, a family member a while ago and I was saying I'm not giving them grace because they deserve it mm -hmm. I'm giving them grace because I don't deserve it like it's not even about exactly. them really deserving my grace or even that person that co-worker or that person in traffic that you want to go off on do they girl really the co-worker yeah the co-worker co girl she mm. she kind of deserves it a little bit but <laughs> really is it really worth it though you know because we've all had that co-worker let's be 
Let me keep it real, sis. Let's We've all had that, that co-worker that probably deserved that, you know, yes. that comment. Yes. But is it worth it? Is it worth the energy I can spend on something else? Like, I need those. I need my energy. I Every need my peace. Of, I need my peace. And my peace is locked up in my energy. So I mm. definitely need to make sure I'm savaging all of that. And so yes. I can't give that to my spouse. I can't yes. give it to my kids. I have to protect my peace. And so mm -hmm. when something is coming against our peace, let's be real out there. When something is coming against your peace, you need to protect your peace. Yes. You need to protect your peace at all costs. If mm -hmm. that means you need to take a pause, a step away, maybe you need to just go in your room and have a five-second you know, like come to Jesus moment. Yes. Or you need to go in the bathroom. And you need to go in the bathroom because yeah, where, where can work. we sneak yeah. away to we at work? Sneak away and right, have a right. Jesus moment because you know that client just really pissed you off. But and that doesn't like, mean sneaking away for hours, yeah, you guys. Yeah, that means yeah. five to seven minutes. Just five. To seven, <laughs> yeah, just five. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can lose that job because you give that job your peace, right? You yes. can lose that job because you yes. go off on that customer because you feel like, they deserve this. What I'm about, mm. I'm going to tell them a piece of my mind and they deserve this. No, 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 mm. no, no. You about to lose a piece of your income. So yes. it's like, are you the, are they the problem? Or are you the problem? Are you the, the problem? Why we saying take inventory out there is because when we do the work, Mm. We fix things. When we mm. do the work, we change things. When we do the work, we change generational curses. Yes. When we do the yes. work, we fix our marriages and keep our families together. When we do yes. the work, our bodies are healthier. So if you're not doing the work, you're not going to see your body. You're not going to see a change in your diet because you're going to be blaming. Well, I don't have them. I don't have enough money, so I can't buy the mm. healthy food. That's not a. That's not an excuse anymore because now we have cheaper, cheaper vegetable items, or we have cheaper frozen yes. food now that's yes. vegetable without a lot of sodium in it so it's like you can create an excuse and look at everything else as the problem so you mm. won't have to look in the mirror at yourself so remember if there is a problem in your life look at yourself first the thing is successful people create solutions and unsuccessful people create problems it's up to you it's really your choice we, we make our own choices. We make time for what we want. We make our own decisions, so we need to take responsibility for that. We make our own priorities. We choose our own priorities. If something is important to you, you're going to do it. If you know you need to be at work at 6 a.m., I bet you'll be at work at 6 a.m. What about on that day off? If you really, really want it, you will make it happen. If you want to take take control over your health, you're going to make it happen. If you want to take control over your mental, you're going to make it happen. You're going to go out and you're going to find a therapist. You're going to pay for that thing if it's important to you. Take inventory of your priorities. What is important to you? What is your life worth? I, I think, I believe that's really important. It's so important that we constantly put ourselves in a position where we're taking inventory daily. I think when I'm doing self-discovery and when I'm working my own program, it's so I can see me. I can see mm -hmm. my role in some of the things that may go right. I can also see myself. I mean, see my role in the things that don't go as well in my life. 
and may not work out the way I planned. So I think when we when we rediscover and reposition ourselves in a way that we're able to see who we are and see what the things that we need to perfect and the things that that God may even be telling us to work on, right, or work through, I think that's when true change comes. That's when we really realize that, wait a minute, I caused that breakup or maybe I contribute to part of that breakup. Maybe I'm still mm-hmm. harboring some resentment against this person over here. Maybe I need to forgive this person over there. Maybe yes. I need to walk in more love towards my kids. Maybe I should say kinder words even when I don't want to. I think it allows us to do that when we walk in a when we walk in true true um self-discovery i think true true self-discovery opens a door for those things to happen but when you're constantly playing the victim um, i remember telling this to a client when i'm playing the victim then i can i don't have to take responsibility as long Uh as i'm playing the victim it's everybody else's fault and i think that's what happens sometimes when we lose jobs or we find ourselves repeating cycles in our life and we never stop to say what role did i play in perpetuating this problem or what role did I play in the way I looked at this problem, right? Or the way I'm looking at problems like this. So I think it's very important to wake up every day with the spirit of show me what, what I need to work on today. Show me me today. That's why I said self-discovery because we should never stop learning about ourselves um, and other people. So every day, if I'm waking up with that, I, I want to know more about me today. I want to know more about, like even God, I want to know more about God today. I want to know more about life today. Teach me more today, life. Bring me some new experience. I think that opens the door for an awakening, and that awakening opens the door for change. And so Absolutely. I think what more people may need, and you, I think you asked me earlier, what is the solution? Most More people need an awakening, and more yes. people need to, to find find and when they begin to look for that in awakening then they'll find a real source of their pain then they'll yes. really find about find out what's blocking their peace because sometimes peace let me tell you peace every day we get up there's some peace somewhere there's some mm-hmm. peace in your room waiting on you to embrace it there's mm. some love around you waiting on you to embrace it the thing that we end up embracing most of the time is a thing that is so comfortable for us maybe it's mm. those negative thoughts maybe it's that that attitude maybe it's getting up on the side of the wrong side of the bed and then we give ourselves an excuse for that right it's so easy to embrace what we've normalized but it's so hard to embrace what's right around us right and even though because we just overlook it so i think what we need to do more of is embrace the thing that we're not embracing and the thing that makes us feel uncomfortable which may be stillness which may be like my sister said just sitting just pushing the pause button right or just resetting yourself maybe we don't do enough of that I know for sure that we don't do enough of that. We have so much in our society that has us on a go, go, go. As soon as you wake up in the morning, the first thing, let me check my notifications. Let me check my emails. It's very important to take a pause. Like she's saying, like Leslie's telling us, take a pause. What does that even look like? That means taking quiet time without your devices and really meditating on yourself, really Thinking, thinking with yourself, with nothing outside, with no outside stimulus and really taking an inventory. Take an inventory over the previous day. How did my previous day go? What was good about my day? What was bad about my day? 
And we don't need to talk about this with our friends all the time because our friends may be an influence. And let's be real, sometimes you have friends that are not such a positive influence. But you need to take an inventory with your own self. No devices, no distractions, maybe a cup of coffee or a cup of tea relaxing and, and going throughout your day, going throughout your week, taking inventory. What, what was good? What was bad? Did I get aroused? Did I get upset? What caused me to be aroused? How can I fix that thing? I hear people all the time say that they hate their job. What? You hate your job? Well, what is it about your job? Do you not like arriving at 9 a.m.? Do you not like your boss? Do you not like your coworkers? Do you not like the very thing that you do? Is this your passion? Is it not? Well, how can we fix that thing? Do you not like your schedule? How can we fix it? What is the solution? That's when you're going to start seeing some real change. That's when you're going to start seeing some real change. When you find out, identify the issue, figure out the, the solution, and then apply that to your life. That's how, that's how it works. But if you're constantly distracted, if you're constantly uh, keeping yourself task-oriented where you're just completing tasks and you never take that pause to, to make your life better, that's when we don't see real change. We have to take that pause. We really have to take that pause. I think that's so, you know, I like how, you know, even just then I just paused, right? But I like how... <laughs> <laughs> I just love that because I think, you know, especially coming from, and I don't know, you know, we've talked a lot. We're going to talk about that in the other podcast about like family stuff. Like sometimes mm. we bring these family habits or we bring mm -hmm. these generational habits into our relationship with self. And so a lot of the, the way that we respond to various stressors and, and, and things that we may encounter on a daily basis is because we've watched our parents respond that way or our, especially with our mothers, you know, and people that really um, imprint our life and really cause us to and really shape our identity in some ways, right? And so we also have to, re when we're doing self-discovery and, and really um, working on ourselves, that's a part of ourselves that we have to uproot too. I always tell my um, clients this in their sessions that a part of being an adult is repairing. And I think mm. the biggest part of being a good adult to yourself is learning what you need during that reparenting process. Because a lot of the times the way our parents parented us could actually be harmful to the person that we're trying to become. And sometimes mm. it's like, oh, don't tell me that because I my parents were great. We're not saying your parents were not great. We're talking about a lot of these behaviors that that you're exhibiting in your relationship may be a direct result of how you see life based on how you were raised or how you saw other people deal with their partner. Well, I just tell my husband what it is. That's going to get you, uh, that's going to send you to a divorce court real quick. Right. Or, this is what right. I do to my kids. That's going to cause your kids to live in trauma for a very long time. Or mm -hmm. it's like, if we don't recognize the cycles, then we don't stop the behavior. And mm -hmm. I always tell people this, what's the first step in stopping the cycle? First, you have to identify it. If mm -hmm. I don't identify what's wrong with me, then I actually, I'm not doing myself, I'm doing myself an injustice. Because mm -hmm. if I don't identify it and somebody else helps me to identify it and I don't recognize it and I dismiss it, 
then I'm not going to grow in that area. And that mm. area is going to continue to impact my relationships. I think for me, and I think we can always make this personal as we're talking about things like this. I think what really helped me to grow as a person was the moment I started applying what I was telling my clients to my life. And I think that's when I really seen, began to see fruit in my life. I began to see fruit in my relationship with my, with, my, with my friends and fruit in my business and things like that. I think the moment that you realize where, you're, where you may be missing it, that's the moment where you, produce, you begin to work on change. Yes. That's the moment yes. where the change starts. You don't need to wait for 50 people to tell you to change. You mm. know some habits that you need to get rid of today. You know some things that you're doing that's keeping you from becoming that person that you want to become. Come on now. We need to really be real. People don't have to really show us the mirror for us to know that we have some some scars that we need to put some cocoa butter on, right? Oh, like, yeah. Well, on. Yeah, I think a really dangerous place that we get, and I was just speaking with someone else about this the other day, we get to a dangerous place of... I'm fulfilled. Yeah. I know I know everything. I have reached the apex of my life and there is nothing else that needs to be done. When you get to a point in your life where you believe that you have made it, that's a dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. Now you can't grow anymore. Now you can't grow because you think you know it all. That is a dangerous dangerous place to be. When we make it personal and I talk about my own life, that's really when I began to see growth is when I realized I haven't made it. This is not all there is to life. Being successful in my career and successful in my marriage and my children are healthy and we have a nice home and God is good. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be if, if you think that all is well and, and nothing else needs to be changed. When you start pruning yourself pruning means to cut away you start cutting away some bad things because there's always opportunity for growth if there's not opportunity for growth in your career there's opportunity to for growth in your marriage if there's no opportunity for growth in your marriage there's opportunity for growth in your parenting there's you always have an opportunity to grow in some aspect of your life and in different seasons of our life we're focused on different things but there is always an opportunity to grow Exactly. And and we need to stay very open to that growth. We need to stay open to constructive criticism, not just criticism, constructive criticism. Is this person making me better? How is this going to make me better? Am I the problem in this situation? That's the whole topic. That's what we're talking about today. Are you the problem? What area of your life are you the problem? Let's let's focus in on that thing. Let's hone in on that thing so that we can change that thing and move on to the next thing. If you're focused on the same problem for five years, you need to reevaluate your strategy. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be focused on the same issue year after year after year. You should fix one issue and move on to the next issue. I mean, in my opinion. <laughs> I really agree with you. I, I really do. Because I think, and I, and I think really sometimes, I mean, I think you already said it earlier too, um, about surrounding yourself, like getting that feedback sometimes from people is so important and having those candid conversations like, what do you feel like I need to fix? And I think it's so, Im- and when we, when we have those conversations with people that's supposed to love us, 
hopefully they're telling you the truth. I think it's really mm-hmm. important to be in connection with people that can can tell you the truth. Like, uh, you you probably need to work more on this area. You probably mm. need to. Uh, I noticed that. I remember we had a conversation one day about marriage, and mm-hmm. you were like, "Do you tell your husband I love you all the time? Like, how often?" <laughs> and I, I mean, it was so simple, right? And it was like Wait a simple a thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah. well, I'm showing up and I'm doing these actions, right? But. I mean, maybe my my love language may be acts of kindness, but am I really considering his love language? His love language. And I think sometimes, too, we have to remember that we need to consider someone else's language. Like, mm-hmm. maybe our our language may be one thing, but what about the people in our life? Are we showing up based on their language? And I think it's so... So when we're doing it, I think you're going to see more progress in those relationships. You're going to see less of yourself show up the way you want to, and you're going to see more, more, and more progression, right? And I think right, that's how right. true tra- change happens when we no longer... Or when we when we stop being, I think it's almost selfish not to do inventory on self, right? I think it's definitely it's, selfish. It's definitely a selfish move. I think it's one thing like, I think I was talking to someone recently about like a new start in their life, and I was like, and I started reading this book about like the mother and daughter dance, or I was reading this book about how to overcome trauma that you could have experienced during your childhood. And I think sometimes we want these new things to happen in our life and we're not even prepared for these new things. And then when mm. someone may point that out, like, are you prepared for this new thing? Mm. You're asking you're asking God for a child. You're asking God for a marriage. You're asking God for a business that's going to be blooming or you want to mm. make, you know, you want to make a million dollars, seven figures. Are you prepared? So it's are like, you prepared? Uh, are you prepared? You don't yeah. have it. Yeah. Are you working on yourself? Like what work are you doing? And most people don't don't want to do the work so they don't want you to call them out about what it takes to do the work so I think you should surround yourself with people that would say okay you're having you're about you wanting this new do new business have you done some homework have you been doing the work have you been preparing yourself what does balance look like since you don't while you're mm. waiting on that new business mm. do you, have you found time to to keep your life organized? Have you decluttered your life? Like yes. that's what preparation look like. It's yes. like, stop asking God in the unit. Stop praying about these things or manifesting these things that you're not even ready for. You're not ready you for, because them, you're going to get that thing and you're going to lose it so fast. You're going to lose it so fast. And even if you get a child, you're going to lose their relationship years down the line. Like that child oh, yeah. not going to tell you because they're an infant now that you treated mm-hmm. them like trash or you weren't like the best parent. Mm-hmm. But later on, they'll end up coming out and say you weren't the best parent that's because you prayed for something that you were not ready you were for. not ready for. so it's mm-hmm. it's like to me if if when we're talking about are you the problem that means looking at the totality of your life and saying yeah what over here can i fix what can i fix yes. over here and what can i make better over there and that may that may even mean for some people that may for me that was like cutting off friendships like mm. being okay with di- Cut, cut disconnecting from people that were not going where I was going spiritually. And for mm. some people that could even be changing up your, you know, your environment change. You know, you yes. may like to go to the bar. Maybe you can't go to the bar anymore because you drink yes. too much. Or maybe you can't go hang out at Susie house because she's negative. It's like yes. some of the stuff you used to do, change it up. If you're talking on the phone to a person that calls you every now and then, but the I believe we lost you, sis. Start making choices 
that really will help you to become better choices that will really help you be the person you need to be for yourself. And that's how we fix the problem. First, we uproot all the things that are preventing us from being our best selves. And then we start doing the work. First, you got to uproot it and then you can start working on it. So it's like, okay, since I've uprooted this, okay. I, 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 like, even when you, my sis, she loves to plant, right? She's a, she's a gardener now, so <laughs> don't give her too much credit. Okay? <laughs> and, and the first thing she did, she actually went and bought the material, right? Mm-hmm. And then she mm-hmm. planted, she put the soil in there. Then she, yes. you know, started planting the seeds. Are mm-hmm. you planting seeds in your life that's going to make you better? That's going to fix the overall life of your life. Like, we, we have life, right? But we have to constantly fix our life in order to be the people that we want to be like are you walking in the, in love are you walking in peace are you walking in uh, in, in the fullness of life do you mm-hmm. have it all that you do you have the life that not only heaven wants you to have but are you walking in the life that you deserve mm. i think and i believe i believe that jesus um, he was such a wise teacher he was such a wise a very wise teacher that he broke things down for us to a place to where we can understand and we talk about seasons a lot and and what what is God telling you to do in this season and what does your life look like in this season and and through gardening for myself at least I see that you get the materials you get the soil you plant the seed and you're going to see the harvest in the next season I believe in in this society, we're looking for that quick fix. We want that instantaneous fix. We want that instantaneous newness. We want that instantaneous uh, goal to be met. But the, the reality is, if you're looking for longevity, if you're looking for longevity and you want something to truly change, then you have to trust the process, you have to trust have the to. process. I you have to trust the, trust the process. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because you're going to plant that seed and you're going to go out the very next day and you're not going to see the bloom right away. Yeah. But if you yeah. trust the process and you come back the next week and the next week and the next week and all of a sudden you have fruit. You have vegetables that you can eat. You have something healthy that you can prepare for your family, but you had to trust the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God is so good because that's how he spoke to us. He spoke to us in these very simplistic things, these very simple parables, something that we can understand, something that we can watch and and see. It's something tangible, such as seeds and and growing and and harvest. So I want to encourage you as you're working on that problem that you've identified, you've identified, okay, in this area of my life, I am the problem. I've identified that I am the problem. Now, trust the process on reaching your solution. You have to trust that, and it it requires consistency. You You don't get any points for being amazing one day. You have to try your very best every day. Every day it takes work. And, of course, you're going to stumble. And, of course, you're going to feel like, well, I I took five steps forward and seven steps back, and and I'm not making it. And, And I don't feel like anything's changing. Well, 
God doesn't operate in feelings. I just want to let you know that he does not operate in feelings. We do humans. We operate in feelings. You have to trust the process. You have to trust his word to be true. And I if he myself. said, oh, sorry, this last point, if he said those who seek the Lord lack no good thing, that's in Psalms 34, 10, by the way. But if he said you're not going to lack any good thing by seeking him, then believe the word, believe the process. Go ahead, sis. That's all I had to say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for uh, cutting you off. No, 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 no. But no, I was just thinking about that because that was my thing for this week on um, Instagram this whole month. And I kind of posted it starting this week about trusting the process. That was the first thing that came to my mind this week was like when life is challenging. And I know, you know, life gets really challenging. And sometimes you feel discouraged and, yeah. you know, and I'm not just downplaying discouragement. Sometimes we all we've all been through our valleys and so you get depressed or you feel anxious and you feel very overwhelming you don't want to pray and you don't want to meditate and you don't want to yes, manifest and yes, you don't want to go see your yes. therapist you don't want to talk to your friend about it um i i know i know that feeling and i know that trusting the process is easier said than done um, and I think I have to be really honest because I've been there and I know exactly what that feels like. And oh, I think yes. the only thing you can do is to keep yourself busy. I would tell you staying busy is so important while you're waiting on something to happen, whether you're waiting on yourself to change. Stay busy. Stay, keep yourself busy. Keep yourself yes. occupied doing positive yes. things. That Positive things. That's the important part. Even if it's something that you enjoy that somebody else may not enjoy, take yourself out to that place that you enjoy going to just to keep yourself busy while you're waiting mm -hmm. for change to happen in your life. Maybe you're waiting um, for the next new job, the, the next job to happen, or you're waiting for a new opportunity with another mm -hmm. um, business partner, or you're waiting to get married, or you're waiting to have a kid, or you're waiting um, for something to um, change with a situation that you're, you've discovered. Whatever it is, you have to trust the process. Even yes. while we're saying, are you the problem? Sometimes mm. your impatience can be the problem. Sometimes mm. the way you're seeing the situation that you're in could be the problem. And so shift the way you're seeing it so you can get the solution that you, you deserve. Because we yes. all deserve a solution. It, you know, like I was watching some of my neighbors and, and they were just like, and, and I remember something they told me prior to me just watching their life blossom right before my eyes. They said, this is what I want to see happen this year. They didn't say, this is what may happen this year. They didn't say, this is who I think I'm going to become this year. They said, this is what I want to see happen this year. Mm. And be because they believed in what they said, mm. it actually happened for them. And so yes. I don't know what guys they have set up in their life, but I know because they believed. So sometimes it may be, are you believing for something? Don't lose the faith in whatever you're believing for. Because yes. remember, yes. if your belief system could be the problem, your core beliefs about the things that are not working out could also be your biggest problem. And I think what we're saying today is whatever that problem is, uproot that thing so you can plant some new seeds there because if you want to see your life blossom it's going to definitely cause you you're going to have to do some work and i think you're going to have to be willing to uproot the things that are not working sis as you're talking about your neighbors you're bringing me to 
a conversation that I had with one of the leaders at my church home this uh, past Wednesday. We had a worship service and I prayed over someone and she's having some neurological issues right now and I pray very specifically over her neurological pathways and I understand the body quite well as I've been <laughs> in this particular industry for over 10 years. I, I understand neurological issues and neurological pathways and, and the complexity of the brain. And as I prayed over her life, I said, do you believe in miracles? I know you believe in Jesus, but do you believe that he still performs miracles today? She said, yes, absolutely. I believe. And I said, do you believe that you can be healed? Do you, do you really believe that a miracle can happen and that you can be healed? Yes, yes, I believe, I believe, I believe I can be healed. Okay, do you believe that you are healed? And that's where she paused. That's where she paused. So I think it's time for us to make that transition, just like your neighbors did. Not that they could, but we are expecting this to happen this year. Not only I believe I can, but I believe I am healed. And I, and I told this young woman, I said, that doubt and that, that hesitation that I see right now, I looked her dead in the eyes. Everyone else, there were probably about 300 people at this, at this meeting, at this worship night that we went to. Everyone else disappeared, and her and I locked eyes. And I said, this hesitation, that is something called fear. And God did not give you God did not give you fear, sweetheart. He didn't give you fear. That's what the word says. He gave us power, love, and self-discipline. That's what he gave us. So this fear that, that from the transition from I believe I can to I believe I am, that's a transition. You need to believe that you are. Proclaim a thing. The prophet, he, he said, I, I see, I, I see from, from a, a, a small, small cloud. He said, I see an abundance of rain from a small cloud. I see an abundance of rain. So we need to proclaim a thing as if it were already. We need to move from, from that transition. And I believe that's why those of other cultures and other societies, they receive what they want because they demand the miracle. They demand the miracle. That's it. I know I get too excited about these things, sis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine, sis. No, you're good. I think we, we said a, a lot today. Hopefully yeah. it was an earful for you guys to just, you know, um, just we're just saying are you the problem I think when it all boils down to it it's just like take a look in the mirror that's all we're saying today and hopefully yes. you know this this hits home and you can find your own peace you can find your own joy and whatever yes. that looks like for you and hopefully it was inspiring so to say the least so and so you can make the changes you need and have the results that you want I mean yes. sometimes we just because you you know, you have stuff doesn't mean you have great results. You just may be having, you just may have a lot of stuff. So I mean, mm. we definitely want to have successful results. And yes. so um, that's something that we just wanted to encourage you about today is just 
look at you. Start with you, and then we can look at everything else because then you can start doing the decluttering and say, okay, let me get rid of this person. Let me get rid of this job. Let me get rid of this this over here. Let me focus on my passion a little bit more um, because maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm procrastinating. Mm. So whatever it could be, um, let's start with you first. And I think that's yes. the only thing yes. we're saying is because, I mean, no one can plant a seed on the ground that is not fertile. So unless mm. you're fertile and you're willing to say, let me do, let me work on me. Uh, let me humble myself. And I think mm. the good book always talks about like coming as kids. Why do we want to come as kids? Because children are so, they're so f- fragile. They're so vulnerable. And yes. are you vulnerable enough to really do the work and to start clearing out your life so you can see the changes you want? I think mm-hmm. that's why we produce this podcast because we want to just help you see changes in your business and your marriage and your life in all aspects of your spiritual life as well. But we also want to see you thrive. And I think yes. the mission of just having these candid conversations and can all, when I say people logging on to our podcast, everybody can't handle this. So if you can't right. handle it, log off. I get it. We're not jelly. We're not even mad at you, girl. Do whatever you need to do. Have right. a good day. We get it. Well, have an amazing you, day. Have an amazing day. And it's your business. It's your business if you're not ready. But mm-hmm. what we're saying, this is for people who are ready and ready for change. I mean, so we, ready to see a real change in your life. Ready. And, and we just mm-hmm. want to want you to have that real change because you deserve it. Okay. Yes. Um, and we just wanted to keep it real with you guys today. And we thank you for tuning in. Thank and you for tuning in, you yes, guys. We love you. We love you. Bye. <laughs> bye bye.